Welcome to Seven Scintillas, a weekly trivia podcast that tests your skill on a range of general knowledge topics. I'm your host, Bill Schultes, and on today's episode, we discuss Pee Wee Herman, Dutch Masters, and famous Canadians. As always, after I read the question, you'll get 20 seconds to think about your answer before I read you the correct answer. Play with your friends and see who is the princess of politics, the czar of zany facts, the CEO of certainties, and we are on to our first question! Question number one. Which island, located in Northern California, is home to the very first operational lighthouse on the West Coast? 20 seconds. The answer is Al Capone's favorite spa resort. That is, of course, Alcatraz Island. Alcatraz Island, named for its pelican visitors, became the home to the very first lighthouse on the west coast of the United States in 1854. The Baltimore firm of Gibbons and Kelly was tasked with building several lighthouses along the California coast, with the lighthouse on Alcatraz Island being built in a Cape Cod style. An earthquake and the pending construction of a quaint little prison on the island meant that a sturdier, taller lighthouse needed to be constructed. The current lighthouse stands 84 feet tall for a total height of 214 feet above sea level. The lighthouse has had several keepers throughout its use until becoming automated in 1963, the last year the rock was used as a working prison. Question number two. What famous actor appeared as Cowboy Curtis on the hit TV show Pee-wee's Playhouse before starring in The Matrix? 20 seconds. answer is Morpheus himself. That's right, it's Lawrence Fishburne. Before becoming well-known for training Neo on the secrets of the Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne co-starred in the zany, off-the-wall children's show Pee-wee's Playhouse during the show's run in the late 1980s. His character, Cowboy Curtis, wearing of course a pink shirt, purple chaps, and an ornate vest and gloves, fit right into a show that featured a talking chair and a floating genie head in a cabinet. Fishburne would go on to star in movies such as Boys in the Hood, Mystic River, the John Wick franchise, and an Academy Award turn as Ike Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It. Fishburne still looks back fondly at his time on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Even his daughters love the show. Question number three. Which two-term vice president of the United States was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania? 20 seconds. The answer is 
Joe Biden. While also being the birthplace of the 46th President of the United States, Scranton is probably more well known as the setting for the American version of The Office. According to the website LonelyPlanet.com, here are five fun facts about Scranton. Number one. In 1886, Scranton became the first city to use electric streetcars. Number two. The Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel, a former train station, is said to be actively haunted. Ooh, scary. Number three. Fans of the office can take an official walking tour. Sites include the Steamtown National Historic Site, Pizza by Pappas, and the Electric City Trolley Museum. Number four. It's home to the Harry Houdini Museum arguably one of the most famous magicians who ever lived. And number five. The Trolley Museum houses an almost irresponsibly large 18 by 16 foot train set donated by John Oliver to smooth out bad feelings after poking fun of the train set used by a local news affiliate WNEP. Question number four is... What abstract Willem de Kooning painting sold for an estimated $300 million in 2015? 20 seconds. answer is Interchange. De Kooning's painting Interchange was sold by well-known media producer David Geffen to hedge fund billionaire Kenneth Griffin in 2015 for that staggering sum of $300 million. Recently on loan to the Art Institute of Chicago, Interchange represents a period of change for de Kooning from abstract expressionist representations of women to that of urban landscapes. He was inspired by artist Franz Klein to paint using quick gestural strokes rather than violent brush strokes. Somewhat connecting the two periods, there is a pink mass in the center of the painting representing a woman seated in a chair. You know what's not abstract? 300 million smackaroos, my goodness! Question number five is... Speleology is the study of what? 20 seconds. The answer is caves. Whereas spelunking is a term used for recreational cave exploration, speleology is used for the scientific study of those cave systems. Here's a couple of fun stalactites and stalagmites of information for you. The world's deepest cave? The Vryavkina Cave, located in Abkhazia, Georgia. Thus far, exploration of the nearly vertical descending cave has put the basement at 2,212 meters, or 7,257 feet below the Earth. The world's longest cave system? That's located at the appropriately named Mammoth Cave in Kentucky of the United States. More than 400 miles of the system have been explored, with researchers estimating another 600 miles left to Spelunk. Five questions down, two to go. 
Bill, you can't sing that song. You're gonna get into legal trouble. Okay, okay, I'm, so I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Question number six. In 1891, Canadian Dr. James Naismith invented what sport as a means for children to exercise when conditions were unfavorable outside? 20 seconds. answer is basketball. A 31-year-old graduate student at Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts, James Naismith was tasked with creating a game for the young college men to burn off the extra energy during the harsher winter months. These young men marched, did stretches and gymnastics, but it just wasn't as fulfilling as the organized sports they played in the nicer months. Naismith got to work creating a game that could be played indoors that would include a large group of people that would be relatively easy to learn, but be complicated enough to involve strategy and be interesting, and provide a healthy dose of vigorous exercise. The game Naismith devised combined elements of rugby, lacrosse, and soccer, including a goal that necessitated that a ball be tossed into it rather than at it. A couple of peach baskets were nailed to the ends of the gym about 10 feet high, and the sport we now know as basketball sprang to life. Question number seven. What does the Stanford Binet scale measure? 20 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The answer? Intelligence. Also known as an IQ test, the Stanford-Binet test measures five factors of cognitive ability. Those are fluid reasoning, knowledge, quantitative reasoning, visual spatial processing, and working memory. If you'd like to try a test out for yourself, you can take a free one at stanfordbinettest.com. I bet because you're listening to this podcast that you're already the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Well, that's our show for today. How did you do? If you're feeling brave, share them in the comments section of today's post on our Instagram account at 7 Until next time, my Scintilla Society, 